Welcome to the latest episode of the Gavel Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Christopher. The Gavel Podcast is the official podcast of Sigma Nu Fraternity, and it's a show dedicated to keeping you updated on the operations of the Legion of Honor and keep connecting you to the stories from our brotherhood. To find out more from the fraternity, you can always check us out at our website at sigmanu.org. You can also find us on Instagram face, and Facebook at HQ, or by searching for Sigma Nu Fraternity. Awesome. Christopher, hello. Uh, a, a very happy winter holiday season to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, I think you would might uh, fairly assume that, you know, this time of year is, is easy and uh, it kind of slows down for us because so many of our, the, our collegiate members are out of school and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, enjoying their time off. Uh, that is not the case. I feel like I am busier than ever. Nope. Um, and so it is just the, the intensity before the storm, the storm being college of chapters here in the next few weeks. So, yeah. um, for, for, for those of us who celebrate, which is probably the majority of our staff, um, you know, we of course have a, a Christmas, a uh, Christmas holiday break coming up here in the next few days uh, after we were, yeah, a few days after we're recording this currently. Um, but, uh, but then it's right back to the grind uh, getting ready for that event. Oh yeah. New Year's day. Uh, yeah. Basically the last, uh, you know, um, five years of my life, six years, it's, uh, it's fly out New Year's day, get to Roanoke and uh, um, go ham, do college of chapters, get it all done. Uh, it's so cool though like because you're you're right like it is a very busy time for us for sure um but it's also like one of the most fulfilling times like um just getting getting to spend you know pretty much a week with the staff and then with our you know best and brightest uh you know from around the country flying in and um really charges me up so it's something I'm, i'm looking forward to um Plus, I I always uh, our last couple of years I've coordinated the Lexington pilgrimage, uh, which is appropriate given what we're uh, uh, what, what our interview is today. But um, do the pilgrimage for the College of Chapter guys, so uh, that's something I've I've had a lot of fun with the last couple of years, and looking forward to it again here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking well, of you, yeah, yeah. I was say, well, you just provided <laughs> us a good segue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this conversation is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, than what we have done in the past. This kind of came uh, to us kind of in an impromptu manner. Um, but essentially, uh, a few or a few days ago or weeks weeks ago at this point, um, I had the opportunity to, to interview uh, two longtime advisors for Epsilon Epsilon chapter, uh, Greg Taunts and Neil Gilpin. Um, mm-hmm. And during that conversation, we were essentially talking about the chapter's now 20-year history of making a pilgrimage to Lexington. The chapter has been coming to Lexington um, uh, since 2002, uh, so now over 120, or sorry, 100, 100, (laughs) over 20 years. Yes. Um, And so we are profiling uh, the chapter 
for the Delta to kind of talk about that experience. Um, but as I was speaking with with Greg and Neil, I really felt like uh, this is this is a really cool conversation and one that I think I thought fit very well in, in the podcast format. Uh, and so we wanted to to bring that conversation uh, to our general audience. Um, I think it's going to be one that's really fascinating, especially for alumni who might be interested in uh, setting up a similar tradition. Uh, we know that there are uh, a number of chapters who've kind of expressed that interest, um, who are trying to kind of figure out you know, how to make that uh, feasibly possible. What does that look like? Uh, and, you know, what are the long-term benefits of investing in a, a fraternity uh, experience like the pilgrimage program? Uh, and so uh, we touch on all of that. And I, I'm really excited for, for folks who um, have been maybe observing Epsilon Epsilon, uh, their practice from a distance, or, you know, again, are looking to replicate it for themselves uh, to get to hear that. Yeah, I, I I'm excited to hear it myself since uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't actually um, part of the the interview um, which we've done a couple of times here uh, both the kind of um, one of us doing an interview or uh, maybe we have Fred Dobry or somebody else do um, an interview that we were able to feature so um, just a really cool way to to um, kind of share some of that content around in different formats um, so if you know you're not a regular reader of the Delta but you are a, a an avid listener of the podcast we'll hear you. Go. You get to um, you know experience this story as well. Um, so let's uh, l- let's hop into that, and then uh, we'll catch everybody on the back end. I would have on that 
is we did not get suspended when we were having trouble in the house. The part of kind of the, okay, we're not going to suspend you guys or put you, you know, on probation or whatever. It was part of it was that we had to start an alumni advisory board. Uh, okay. That was, that was part of the agreement, uh, to keep the chapter open and running. And, um, like Greg said, in the past, we just had a, uh, of oh, the house corporation board <laughs> that generally just met, uh, when a, uh, active chapter member who at the time you had a four year housing contract to live in the house and they would, uh, some junior or whatever would that want to move out and he would have to come to the, uh, house corporation board meeting and request, you know, uh, permission to move out. And we, that was basically all the house corporation board did. And basically the active chapter just did whatever they want as far as the active chapter. So the national fraternity got us more, the alumni more involved with their active chapter and i don't know how many alumni advisory boards before 2000 or 1997 actually existed or if that was something that the national fraternity was starting to get initiated but that's when ours got going and uh i mean it's been a huge well it, we wouldn't probably be on campus anymore if it, if it never happened uh it that alumni involvement with the wisdom of, hey, we've been through this, you know, and you can't just be doing things, uh, putting yourself first. You have to put, you know, the, the chapter first. And, uh, and, and like Greg said, our relationship with the national fraternity in the past had always just been, uh, hey, get your dues paid and, and are you, you know, staying out of trouble? If you get in trouble, you'll hear from us. That was kind of the relationship. And luckily, since Greg had served uh, at, on the National Fraternity we and had a close relationship with Brad, and then also Joe Francis had also worked for the fraternity when he graduated from college. So he knew, knew some things, too, that that helped uh, get that get things moving in that direction also. I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so when I came on staff in 2012, you know, I, I can recall, you know, that the idea of this new Center for Excellence was kind of starting to percolate, um, you know, and then it would kind of come into, you know, the full-blown campaign a few years later. Um, but that means that, you know, investment from Epsilon Epsilon alumni in supporting the chapter's pilgrimage to Lexington you know, it was already going strong for over a decade at that point. You know, what was it about the experience, especially in those early years, that kind of got alumni on board with saying, like, hey, we see this as something that's valuable and we want to continue investing in it? Uh, the alumni had nothing to do with paying for the trip to pilgrim, um, the pilgrimage. Uh, that is uh, paid for out of the active chapter mm-hmm. budget. And uh, also, there is a uh, oh, I know we start off like at 150 bucks per pl- uh, candidate that was in addition to their house dues. Um, so that, and we kind of figured that at the, at the time, I think that was 
what Greg about fifty percent of what we kind of thought their share of the bus ride would be. Uh, so one hundred and fifty you know, tons. Not anymore, right? And uh, but I think at the, at the first go around, we were kind of thinking if they paid half, and the fraternity pick up the other half. And I think we've bumped that one hundred and fifty up, maybe just a little bit, but. Basically, it is funded by the active chapter, and I think this question kind of comes a little later, uh, Christopher, but I'll go ahead and throw this in now. As far as that the active chapter knows the benefit of this trip so so well, and they, well, they know it not from hearing about it, but from going on the trip, they know how impactful the trip is. Uh, to the candidates and to get them off on the right foot that they have said before more than once, if we had uh, a budget issue where we needed to, you know, that we were running short on funds, that they would be in favor of eliminating a social event mm. uh, instead of eliminate the, the pilgrimage is going to happen, period. Uh, even if it means, hey, we got one less party this year or whatever. That, that, I mean, <laughs> and for kids between the age of 18 and, and 22, them willing to say that tells you, hey, it's important. Yeah. Well, I think that really speaks to, you know, the power of their investment because I was always under the impression that, uh, you know, it was kind of like an educational account or, you know, it was an account that the alumni had set nope. up. I, I did not realize that the, the students were funding that trip. Nope, absolutely. Paid for by the active chapter. Well, um, well, that's good to know. I mean, and I think that, you know, it's it's eye-opening for me to even, you know, as I'm kind of thinking about how to, I'm writing this article of just like, you know, it really speaks, I think, volumes to not, you know, the investment is what I was kind of assuming was monetary from, you know, the alumni, but really it's the investment of the collegiate chapter and then now I think the the support of alumni uh, vocally and just being able to share kind of their memories of, of that experience that has really reinforced this is a, a really powerful experience for the chapter. Um, thinking back to, you know, those first couple of years to now, you know, are there aspects of the trip that you've seen evolve over time? Um, yeah, sorry, into that, into that question. <laughs> what, what has evolved over time, if anything? Well, the first thing I would throw out is we've had to become more efficient in the use of our time because Oklahoma State used to have used to have what was called a fall break, and that's when we planned the trip, and that was like in October, and they got two days off, two or one or two days, I can't remember which. No, it must have been two, and. Uh, but then they also just had two days at Thanksgiving. And later, they uh, OSU changed to where they did away with fall break but made Thanksgiving one full week. Well, where that got us then was that we used to do it, like I said, in the fall, and we would actually stay. Uh, let's see, let me take care of how we would do this. Leave and get there we would stay two nights at the carriage house and uh basically have you know oh two and a half days in lexington well once they did away with fall break greg and i did not want to wait till thanksgiving plus trying to you know 
people planning trips and that sort of stuff. So it ended up ended up now being Labor Day weekend that we make the trip, and they only get one day off. So we leave Friday after class, get there Saturday afternoon, stay Saturday night, then leave Sunday and get back on Monday. Uh, so we're we're only on site for uh, 38, 40 hours, something like that. And we're on the bus 21 hours there and 21 hours back. So 42 hours on the bus and 38 hours in Lexington. So we had to learn how to become more efficient with our time. Uh, when we first did the trip and had an extra day on top of that, we did, uh, oh, more kind of just fun stuff above and beyond the tours you know we'd uh, have a flag football tournament where they break up in the punch class to break up into teams and play and we you know do some other things but um like i said we we've had to learn to be more efficient with our time and get our tours in and get our lunch in with the cadets and uh all of that and i think we've, we've done a really good job at that craig you got anything on how the trip has changed the only, the only thing yeah, the only thing I might add to that is that when when we moved to the three day trip, at that then then we were I think that's when we uh, maybe we did it before, uh, but we now are able to do what we call formal pledging. I, I can't I can't remember what we yeah we called. did not ever do that beforehand, but the yeah. candidate yeah. ceremony yeah. yeah. Whatever the ritual calls that, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Canada pinning. We're, yes, we're able to do that uh, in uh, the Alpha Room, and that, that's and we, uh, that's been a yeah. real important addition to the um, agenda. Yeah. And we we only do that if every single candidate makes the trip. If for you know, like if somebody already had a. a another family member getting married and weren't going to be able to make the trip, we don't do it unless all all the entire pledge class makes the trip. And gosh, Greg, I, I'll, think, I'll bet you maybe just once that that was the case. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate that every single pledge has made the trip. Yeah, I can't remember a year when we did. I, I, know, I know there has been a year, but I don't, not very often. Yeah. The only thing no. I would say that that's been incorporated, and you know this, Christopher, um, as you helped me uh, with this agenda. But um, back when it started, we didn't we did not um, <clears throat> lead lead was not um, originally, or at least not to the extent it is now. We're, we're now we're able to do um, at least two lead sessions mm-hmm. um, in in Lexington, um, whereas. Uh, uh, in, in the past, um, we either didn't think about doing that, or uh, we we didn't know any better. Um, right. But now we we do at least two lead sessions. Yep. And of course, in connection with that, in connection with that, Greg, uh, yes, that that really that stepped up the trip a bunch having the lead sessions. But of course, the first ones that were in the conference room at headquarters, where we were just jam packed in there, <laughs> and this year was the first year we got to do it in the uh, 
Spears Family Epsilon Epsilon Center for Excellence, and it was tremendous. Brad's talk to the pledge class was over the top good. Uh, that that having having that center for this past year's trip, I mean, it it doubled the impact. I think it just it was fantastic. That's great Wouldn't you to hear. agree, Greg? Oh, absolutely. It's it, it's a total. It's a total game changer, that building. Yes. Outside of, uh, obviously, you know, the pinning ceremony for the candidates lead, you know, are there any other objectives that you feel as advisors are most important for the chapter to accomplish um, during the trip? I think, I think Greg, getting, Greg getting the tour at VMI hooked up with cadets leading it and then even having uh, one meal uh, in the mess hall at VMI uh, is just another uh, impactful part of getting a, a, you can read the history of Sigma Nu, but gives our candidates a chance to feel the history of Sigma Nu by having, having them do that tour and, and getting to eat a meal there and uh, we even got to go inside the barracks this year, which that's always kind of been an off and on sort of deal. Some years yes, some years no. Uh, all that, which kind of is part of another question you had, but one thing I wanted to say, you know, as far as the impact, I've always kind of used this example, uh, Christopher, is that, you know, I could show you a picture of the Grand Canyon and you'd say, oh, that, that's nice. Or I could show you a picture of Niagara Falls. Uh, and you could not, but then if you went and saw it in person, it just blows you away mm. because you get the full, you cannot capture it, the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls in a picture of compared to seeing it in person. Well, that's the exact same thing as, as far as the tour led by the cadets and eating in the mess hall and going in the barracks. You can read the history of Sigma Nu, but you get to actually feel it, and you get to go out on the parade grounds and stand exactly where our founders stood. Uh, all of that, you know, you get to see uh, Speck's house where they had the, their Bible studies. All that, that reading about it, it, that doesn't stick with you at all as a candidate. But seeing it, feeling it, that that's a huge, huge difference. And that's why it's so important to our active chapter that we never do away with this trip. Uh, Greg, anything you would add? Uh, and no is an acceptable answer. Neil, Neil uh, <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job no, there. I mean, yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I think you'll get um, the actives that have responded as you go through their responses um you know part part of the objective is is just the um camaraderie just the it's a road trip who's not who's not up for a road trip when you're in college you know and so i think what you'll feel i know neil and i um, take the time most years not every year but most years we take the time to interview each one of the guys on the bus um and part of what we ask them is, you know, um, their feedback on how the trip went. And most of them will say uh, 
two to three weeks somewhere in that area. Uh, it's a it's a great time to to get to know your pledge brothers. Uh, <clears throat> no doubt about it. I think they come back more bonded than when we left, without a without a doubt. And it's you know three days. I didn't even know I didn't even know my pledge brother at all or anything about him. And, and now I get back from the trip, and now he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so transitioning a little bit, so, you know, you just talked about kind of the immediate impact of, of this trip, you know, but thinking, you know, the two of you have the, the value of this perspective, but, you know, we've just passed the, the 20 year mark, uh, which is incredible for any tradition, uh, let alone one that, that requires, uh, you know, <laughs> such, uh, travel and, and everything to, to get to Lexington. Um, but obviously it's been worth it. When you look at you know how the chapter how the chapter's culture has changed over the past twenty years, you know what impact do you believe the trip to Lexington has had? You may take a stab at that. Sure, I would say that um, I would say from looking and and being engaged in social media um, with some of these collegians for the past several years, I can tell that there's a they they have a from attending the pilgrim and attending college of chapters and attending grand chapter that that without a doubt there is a um, strong connection between uh, these what would we have uh, what would we say Four, forty times twenty that's eight hundred so more than more than eight hundred sigma news have gone on this pilgrimage. At this point, and I would just say the um, the way that it's changed the chapter is is that it um, has brought to life really what the um, fraternity is all about. I would agree. Um, not just the pilgrimage, though. I mean, we've evolved with the alumni advisory board, and the, you know, doing the pilgrimage as far as making that connection between us, our local chapter, and the National Fraternity better. But the National Fraternities had their involvement, too, that's made that connection better. And all of that combined is the reason, the reason, and our founding is the reason we are not just a social fraternity. Mm-hmm. There is way more behind Sigma Nu than just being oh let's have a social fraternity let's let's add a new one because we're kind of overflowing let's add a new social fraternity no Sigma Nu is not just a social fraternity our founding has so much to do with that and our active national fraternity being involved with lead uh, has so much to do with that and our pilgrimage just helps show that we're not just a social fraternity there's way more behind yeah well and even too you know from my vantage point you know hearing you talk about you know in the er, like you know 2000 uh, 2001 you know before the chapter makes the trip the, you know, the initial trip um you know hearing about or before the alumni advisory board is quit in place you know hearing that you know the alumni engagement was especially towards the chapter was kind of more loosely organized, you know, there was the house corporation, um, but you didn't have the, the level of engagement that you do now. 
you know, it's hard for me to imagine that just because I see what the engagement is today. And I, I assume that the through line there is the pilgrimage experience in a lot of ways, uh, because you have alumni that have now gone through that experience who continue to stay engaged, you know, and so it creates an excitement and a fervor for, um, you know, what Epsilon Epsilon offers, um, you know, and then that brings you know, alumni back that maybe never had that experience, but see, you know, how the chapter culture is changing. Do, do you feel that that's true? Oh, definitely. I mean, our alumni involvement and the, having the alumni advisory board, and we continue to get younger guys to serve on the advisory board or to take ownership in some other lead programs that we've come up with, such as a career day that we're, we're seeing instead of just uh, guys 50 and older on the alumni board and that sort of stuff, we're getting, we, we want you to be at least five years out of college so you don't have any connection with an active chapter person. But we've got several people, whether they're on the advisory board or, or taking ownership in a retreat uh, for the active chapter or for the pledge class, uh, that are taking ownership in those sort of things that are in the ages of, you know, 30 to 40. Uh, and so we're getting, I think we're doing a, a better job of getting younger alumni involved or alumni involved earlier in their lifetime than in the past. Uh, and that just creates brotherhood beyond your pledge class or the pledge class on either side of yours, the brotherhood is expanding to be multi-generational brotherhood. Uh, That's gotten way better. Greg, any other thoughts on that? No, I I think most everyone that's on the alumni advisory board has has either been on a pilgrimage or has, has visited headquarters. Um, at one time or another, and um, and so <clears throat> I would agree that it's a key with this 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 pilgrimage uh, and the um, formation of the advisory board um, and and the other things. But those 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 are two key turning points um, in the history of the chapter. If you were writing. The history of Epsilon Epsilon, those those two events um, would be uh, key points. So the last question I have for you, because I think the uh, I think the why do you believe it's important that current and future Epsilon Epsilon members make the pilgrimage? I think we've we've answered that one, uh, so I'll skip it. But um, you know, you as advisors, you know, have made numerous uh, trips to kind of chaperone the chapter. Um, you know, you're talking about a trip that is, you know, a 40 hour investment on the bus, you know, certainly it's not for the faint of heart, but you've done it. Um, what do you enjoy most about, about the trip? Well, the biggest thing I've walked away with from the deal is, you know, uh, I hear all the time people saying, thank you for the time you commit. And my answer back on that is that, uh, I'm the one that benefits from it. Uh, from the time I'm investing into Sigma Nu, so you know, no need to thank me. Uh, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to work with the active chapter and and to go on the pilgrimage. And uh, 
just like kind of like you know Greg was saying as far as you know take 40 uh, pledges candidates on the trip every year and we've done it all these years um, I've gotten to know more Epsilon Epsilon brothers than anybody uh, just because of my involvement on the advisory board and, and riding the bus to Virginia and back with everybody and and that to me is just I value it so much that when I go to the tailgate before a football game and run into a guy that's you know 30 years old that I rode to the bus to Virginia with you know 10 years earlier uh, and he sees me and comes up to me immediately and I have a hard time remembering their names but it's just neat that I've already got a connection to that person um, from from the time that I put into it so I mean I I just uh, like I say it just expands the brotherhood and and I value that so much uh, that I'm going to get on the bus next year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it it has not always been me and Neil every year. There have been a, a few years where uh, a dad or another advisory board member chaperoned the trip. Um, right. Um, and so if you're, you know, if you're, I guess, I wouldn't want in in your the story you're writing. I wouldn't want other chapters to think, "Hey, you got to pick out two alums that are willing to <laughs> do this every year," because that might just put the kibosh on the whole thing right there. But it can, you know, it it doesn't have to be um, the same guys, obviously. Um, right. But what what I would say that I enjoy the most about the trip is 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 when we're pulling into I know what these guys are in for. They they, they don't really, they, they know it's going to be a good time. They've heard, but they don't know, that they really don't know, and I do, how special this next uh, two days is going to be. And it's like, it's kind of like coming back home um, and showing, showing off uh, what we're all about to these new uh, candidates, new pledges. Um, and that's pretty exciting. That's awesome to hear. Well, those are the questions that I had for you. I I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to answer them with me this morning. Um, I think it's a really cool, well, more more than that. I think it is something that I have been personally jealous of for for a long time. Uh, You know, I see personally the the benefit um, that – the members who get to come on that trip, you know, receive from, from that opportunity, the camaraderie that they build. Um, and then obviously the sustained level of excellence that the chapter has, uh, performed at for the last 20 years. Um, and I, I would certainly see the, the pilgrimage experience as a thread, you know, maybe it's not, uh, making direct contributions to that performance. The men still have to execute and, and do the, do the work, but certainly the foundation that it's building, uh, being really instrumental to to the chapter operating at the level it does, um, so it is it's really cool to get to tell the story of that in our delta. Uh, but certainly, you know, we would only uh, hope that you know more chapters could you know buy into this experience and maybe create their own uh, you know twenty year legacy uh, of the pilgrimage cre- that you created so many years ago. It still shocks me and Greg that more chapters within 
200 miles of, of Lexington don't take advantage of this wonderful thing that's available. Absolutely. Uh, it, uh, it just, uh, like I say, it shocks me that, that uh, not every chapter that is so much closer than we are distance-wise don't come up with some sort of pilgrimage of their own, whether it's pledge class or entire chapter or whatever. It's just, uh, I, I just I've seen just too much positive from doing it, and obviously the local chapter, or Epsilon Epsilon chapters have seen it too, because regardless of bus prices, no, we're doing the trip. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing we haven't mentioned, um, but it should be mentioned in your story, is <coughs> a lot of these pilgrimages are going to happen over holidays like ours, like Labor Day. And what I've always appreciated is um, the support that we get from you guys um, on a holiday week, you know, being willing to show up and give a, a, a rush seminar or a lead seminar or a, a welcome or a tour, you know, on a, I mean, every every 20 years, it's either, it's been a holiday week that somebody, um, somebody did, did not get a holiday. <laughs> that's right. It's always yeah. a weekend for sure, but it's it's most absolutely when people are there. It's at least a weekend, and um, and that's that should that should be in your story, in my opinion, Christopher. Is that they they don't just unlock the door for it; they welcome you and um, and will help you organize your your trip and and actively um, uh, don't get in your way. Nobody has ever gotten in our way or, or uh, you know, imposed or, or anything. You, you have total freedom, but um, it should be mentioned in your story, in my opinion. Well, that's, yeah. well, that's really appreciated. Our, our staff has a, a core covenant um, that we, um, you know, talk about and reiterate at every staff retreat. And you know, we have one that's going to happen next week, and we'll uh, certainly talk about it at, there. But one of the the core values of that that core covenant is make their day um and i really believe that our staff internalize that as something that they're committed to and then they really believe in and so when we have those opportunities to welcome alumni and collegiate members to the to the the general fraternity headquarters um, it matters to our staff to be able to to make each person's day um, and make that experience really, really memorable. But of course, uh, hearing feedback like that makes it all worth it. So uh, that's appreciated. Well, and just the fact that the national fraternity is so involved when we are there, like Greg was saying, doing a lead session and Brad speaking to us and everything, once again, just helps develop that relationship of the active chapter to the national fraternity and no, they're not the, the guys just uh, watching over us. They're trying to help us. And it's just, that just helps build that bond between Epsilon Epsilon and the National Fraternity or any other chapter that goes for that matter. Um, that I think, I mean, I, I think our candidates pledges uh, are uh, impressed with the fact that, golly, we got to meet Brad Beecham you know, on our trip. And, uh, you know, hey, here he is, the head head guy of the National Fraternity, and he takes time out to be with us. Um, 
That speaks volumes. That really does. The bright star of Sigma Nu. Ten thousand brothers swear you. Ten thousand others share you. When college days are through, we still will cling to you. All right. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, really neat. Uh, I, I really think, um, so I, I guess, let me just preface this with, uh, you know, my, so my chapter, I was North Dakota State, our Eta Theta chapter. Shout out to our, our boys up there in Fargo. Um, but we were kind of landlocked when it comes to getting to headquarters, right? It is a, it is a, a significant uh, drive. Uh, and if we're going to try to get the whole chapter there, that's a coach bus and that's, uh, you know, a, a significant um, you know, fee to do that or everybody's flying and that's even, even worse. Um, you know, so, I mean, luckily you know, there's chapters like, you know, if, if you're, uh, um, you know, if you're at Washington and Lee, well, you live in Lexington. So, um, you know, you can't, uh, it, you know, there's really no no reason you can't do a pilgrimage, but uh, you know maybe our chapters um, over the, across the Mississippi, it's hard to to get out to headquarters. You know, I think this is a great um, reason to you know, try to try to push for that. And I know there are some chapters that I worked with in the Midwest that would uh, you know make that trek every year with the at least with the new candidates and whatnot. Um, so Christopher, I mean you you handled the pilgrimage program. F- for you know, many years, and you are still you know, assisting and coordinating that. I mean, if you could just give one one reason, like what's what is one of the biggest like impacts that you think uh, you know, the pilgrimage program has on a, an active chapter? Yeah, well, you you heard it a little bit in the interview, right? So you know, EPEP I think can point to the shared experience of of so many men having gone on that trip. I think you know they uh, you know. It was like 40 members per trip over 20 years. You know, that's uh, upwards of 800 um, alumni who you know, have had that experience and have that shared experience. You know, I think that that's tremendous. You know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of times our chapters want to host, you know, a chapter retreat or a candidate retreat. And um, you know, certainly that's something that you can replicate. You know, you can make affordable, you know, local to home. But uh, to be able to ground that experience in Lexington, you know, the the birth of our the birthplace of our founding, um, to be uh, initiated or pinned in the Alpha Room, uh, to get uh, the expertise and the experience of our of our staff who can lead uh, lead sessions and, and do another a number of other services for you know our groups that come to visit. You know, I think that's that's pretty tremendous, and, and certainly we are you know always looking to continue to improve that our offerings to make those those experiences for chapters who are looking to come better. Um, so that's that's my pitch, um, but also too, I, I wanted to you know to comment on your point. So it is true, you know, our chapters that are closer to Lexington um, have you know the advantage of, of being within a driving distance, um, and groups like EPEP who are going to to rent a bus, who are going to travel from uh, further away, you know, the investment is is significant um, for them to be able to 
to, uh, to coordinate and rent a bus, to have bus drivers. Um, I think that really underlines, uh, I think, the investment from the collegiate members at EPEP that they you know, are willing to kind of even cut their social budgets in order to mm-hmm. af- afford uh, bringing those members to Lexington. Uh, they see the power in that. Um, you know, so that's really powerful. We also have some chapters who are coming from further distances who have uh, chapter accounts with the Educational Foundation to kind of help subsidize uh, some of the costs to make coming to Lexington easier. Um, so if you're a chapter who's traveling from further away, you know, I would encourage you to have a conversation with our Educational Foundation about how could um, alumni, you know, establish a grant, you know, that could provide um subsidized funding annually to to help ensure that that experience um, is something that your members and your uh, your yes your collegiate members can enjoy um, but f- of course for and this is a little bit of a toot of your horn Adam the uh, for those uh, chapters that are further away you know we recognize and uh, the power of being able to see um, the the rock the the shrine mm-hmm. that you know we've established to the fraternity and so if you go to um, visit signu.org slash visit HQ. That's where you can see all of the materials and resources on how to establish a pilgrimage for those chapters who are interested in traveling. Uh, But there's also a link there that will connect you to a virtual headquarters tour. Uh, And that is something that Adam has been hard at work establishing over this past year. Uh, for those who you, uh, those of you who were in attendance at the 70th Grand Chapter, uh, mm-hmm. you actually got to see the, the public launch of the, the virtual tour. Um, and that is, you know, we've worked with uh, or we utilize the, the Matterport software uh, to completely render in a three-dimensional space uh, the headquarters property mm-hmm. uh, to provide a virtual walkthrough experience uh, for members to kind of uh, go through um, at their own pace. It's a self-guided uh, click-through tour. Um, and so you get to experience at a distance what many of our collegiate members get to experience in person every year. Um, mm-hmm. Adam, anything else you'd like to you know, to, to highlight from that. Yeah, I was, I was definitely gonna make sure we, we hit that plug, you know, uh, for our, our chapters that it's, you know, it's a little bit harder to get all the way out there or even just, um, you know, let's say maybe your, your fall class, uh, you know, does a pilgrimage cause you're close enough, but then you have, a, you take a spring class and that, that class doesn't do a pilgrimage. Um, cause you know, maybe cause it's smaller or something like that. Like this is a great opportunity to, um, you know, use the virtual tour for candidate education, member education. Um, you know, I, I knew guys that had never even seen what headquarters looked like, right? And never really kind of understood the significance of you know, why were we headquartered in Lexington, Virginia, you know, in um, the city that VMI uh, is at, as opposed to Indianapolis or, you know, Chicago or anywhere else that uh, are, are any other, you know, Greek organizations are headquartered. So, you know, this is a great way to, to be able to see that, all those public spaces of the, the headquarters property, um, but we're we're almost moving into a point now where the the virtual tour is kind of a distinct experience with its own um, pros, uh, you know, pros and cons, right? Uh, the you know, con being that you're not physically walking the grounds, but pro in that, uh, um, you know, there is a, a additional content there and detail that, uh, you know, you, you just wouldn't get. 
Hey everyone, sorry, my uh, microphone cut off uh, as we were recording this, so you're hearing me <laughs> sitting in the editing booth and uh, recording the last chunk of this. Basically what I was saying is uh, the virtual tour, pretty neat, there's uh, additional, you know, context and detail that you can, you can get there um, that you can't do physically and, and vice versa, pros and cons. Um, but uh, really just wanted to, to wrap up uh, by saying, um, you know, as, as we do every every month, um, you know, hope you enjoyed the episode today. Uh, and if you did, uh, best thing you can do is uh, go share it with a brother um, and let them know the podcast is out here and that there's a backlog of uh, near 40 episodes now where uh, um, you can go back and listen in to, to all of that and get caught up on the history of Sigma Nu. So um, check that out when you can um, and share it with a brother. And we will talk to you soon. Who am I, sir? A fraternity man am I? A sigma, a new sir, and will be until I die. I'm rickety hoopty doo. What's the matter with sigma new? Hallelujah, Terrica, who all together for sigma new? Hey!